I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, everybody, and welcome into today's episode of the Top Cut Yu-Gi-Oh! Podcast. My name is Sonny. I'm your host. I'm here with my co-host, Caleb. Hello! And of course, before we get too far in, we want to thank the patrons for supporting the podcast. So, a huge thank you to Cam Yang. Pot of Greed is Tax Evasion. (laughs) (laughs) Zephyrius, Austin Johnson, Kane Martin, Gate Guardian Support, HGH Cyber, Josh Rosen, Marshawn Jones, Zephyrius. Nope, that's that's Zephyrus. There's Zephyrius and there's Zephyrus, and I get I get y'all mixed up. Yeet Defeat, AD, Anthony Leela, Blackwing, Floodgate, Armor Master, Dank Nugs, Earth Machine, Best Deck, EP, I am McLincoln, Konami, please print Rusty Bardish and Ultimate Rare. I'm begging you. That, I guess that would be an alright Ultimate Rare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mountain Man, Oatmeal Spaghetti, Owen Alvarado, Pig, Rudolph, Sprite, Farter. Right, stop right there, Criminal Scum. You violated Bofa. That's a good one. Yeah. Sorry. I was, Dang it. I was trying not to laugh. And Sorry, it didn't work, whoever you are. Bofa, he's nuts. Listen, listen, listen. You, you really need to come up with something a little more... Oh, that's a little less. Honestly, I think they did it as a layup for you to go both of these nuts, and right. you didn't do it. Probably, very possibly, but it's got. Come on, it's got to be something a little, a little more, a little less basic than uh, someone's favorite anime being Naruto. I'm not gonna touch it. <laughs> Tier limit best deck: the Hoover Dam is a floodgate. Unbanned number ninety-five. Konami. Understanding and reading are two different things. Virtually saviors worlds: Ingus Khan, Aaron Gardner, Asami, Brandon Potter, Dragon Maidenless Behavior, Jerry Beans. Man, Long Ring, Long Land is my favorite One Piece arc. That's fine. You're allowed to be wrong. Nordic best deck: Old Man Red, Pin Code One Four Three, Ray Powell, Shockmaster did nothing wrong. Slaking it up. Stop crying about call by. It's balanced. Wait, what? There's no way I can legally say that. And why? Yes, I can say that. VFD's nuts in your mouth. That that's 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 true comedy. True comedy. That is absolutely 
That's awesome. I, I gotta admit, it, that that was worth it. Playing off somebody else's patron name, that that's good stuff. That's golden. All right, so let's go ahead and do take just a moment to thank a couple of sponsors while we're here. So first, we want to thank the one and only Dragon Shield for sponsoring the program. Now, Dragon Shield is one of the largest TCG manufacturing uh, company, TCG accessory manufacturers in the world. And they manufacture sleeves, play mats, deck boxes, all those wonderful things that you love. And they also have a way to do custom sleeves. You can do custom sleeves on their website. You can also get some new sleeves uh, starting on the 26th, which I think is this Friday. You can actually get some new designs and new colors. The new colors will be Ruby, Sapphire, and Bolt Reaper. Which we have been repping for about uh, for a couple weeks now. Yes. They are, let me put, let me put it like this, the uh, the silver and the Sapphire and Ruby ones, almost said silver, because uh, the, the Sapphire and Ruby ones are red and blue, but they have like little tiny silver flecks in them that kind of give it a, uh, a pop. Yeah, really almost metallic pop to them right while still having that same matte feeling yes and the bull reaper ones are some art sleeves they're very very cool and be sure to go and follow us on twitter because on twitter we're going to be giving away one bolt reaper play mat which is also something new that's coming with a matching tube yes it's a matching tube that comes with it it is super super duper awesome be sure to be on our be looking out on our Twitter for that. The giveaway will go up around the same time as this podcast episode. So, if you're interested in some awesome Dragon Show products like custom sleeves or getting some a new deck box or anything like that, be sure to go ahead and use our affiliate link, which is in the description down below. It costs you nothing extra to support the podcast. So. The last thing I'm going to plug before we get on into the actual, real, verified, actual content is... I promise. Yeah. I do also want to talk about Millennium Threads. They are a sponsor of the podcast and really, really wonderful people over there. It is a a custom Etsy store. They do custom embroidery and they they have a wonderful, wonderful selection of Yu-Gi-Oh! themed apparel. We We personally got some hoodies from them that we love. So... Be sure to check out Millennium Threads, and if you use discount code TOPCUT10, this is new, TOPCUT10, T-O-P-C-U-T-1-0. If you use TOPCUT10, you get 10% off of your order, putting a hoodie around $55, which is not bad for a custom embroidered hoodie. So if you're interested in that, be sure to go onto their Etsy site following the link down below to go ahead and check that out so let's get on into the actual real content oh yeah we have a few things that we want to cover today so the first thing i want to talk about is tcg player sold out yes they have officially been purchased by ebay Mm-hmm. as far as what this means for tcg player i really don't know unfortunately um well the announcement the press release said that they would continue business as usual and that it's more to it's more to be to the benefit of ebay that way they can kind of understand how tcg players practices work 
and mean, it'll also be to the benefit of TCG player to kind of have the backing of a large giant in the retail industry. Yes, but but like another like another thing is that eBay also doesn't necessarily have any reason to keep TCG player going as technically it is a competitor. Yeah, but but now they're also collecting all all the profits from TCG player. So it's like right. There is kind of an incentive just to keep it working as it is. There's also an incentive to just shut it down. Well, eBay has another incentive to shut down TCG Player as not necessarily as its own entity, but to really change drastically how things work. And this is going to sound really dumb, but a couple of years ago, TCG Player's uh, stock workers and all of their back employees they unionized oh yeah. so technically if that becomes too much of a pain ebay could shut the entire company down i don't see that happening but they theoretically could they theoretically could if it becomes too much of a pain again i don't see that being the reason that ebay such tcg player down i think it would have they would that that i'm sure that there was a certain amount of understanding that buying a company whose workers have unionized it means you're going to have to deal with a union right but that is something to consider. And as a, as someone who works and is in a union, I always think about the union employees and what something like this could mean for them. So it's just something that I keep in the back of my mind. I hope that this works out well, not just for the not just executive for, teams, yeah. but for everybody. Yeah, yeah, not just for eBay, but also for TCG Player and the uh, bottom rung workers on both ends. Right, because... A lot of times when buyouts like this happen, executives will get millions and millions of dollars of bonuses. Yeah. But and a lot of times the, the bottom rung people will get forgotten about. Usually they just end up getting the axe. Figuratively. Yeah. They just get fired. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I worry because TCG Player has been a pretty good partner for us. TCG Player helps out the podcast a lot. I, you know, we always say try check out the TCG Player affiliate link. Yep. Which... A lot of people do, and it helps out the podcast. Usually, generally, full disclosure, we get anywhere from like, which I say a lot. It's not a lot of money. Usually, it's like it 16 on the low end to like sometimes as high as like 40 to $50 on the high end a month, which is on its own almost enough to cover the subscription service that we use yeah. to post the podcast. To be fair... um, I also went it went into and went in with the TCG player affiliate link expecting zero. Well, fully expecting nothing. But then, you know, as soon as you get a dollar, it's like, woo! Right. Well, we also started the podcast expecting no listeners. Exactly. So and here we are. <laughs> we're we're on the pessimistic side. So overall though, I think that this is really interesting. I don't think we've had something like this happen in the Yu-Gi-Oh! community before. You had Way back in the day, you had Yu-Gi-Oh! Singles. And, yeah, and there's also Troll and Toad for a well, while. Well, Troll and Toad... still around, but... Troll and Toad outran... They basically ran off Yu-Gi-Oh! Singles. Yeah. Because Yu-Gi-Oh! Singles was the big site. And then Troll and Toad came around, and Yu-Gi-Oh! Singles went under, and Troll and Toad was basically the only site. And then after a while, eBay's creeping around, doing its thing, but not everybody really trusts eBay, because at for that time... Reason. Well, at that time, eBay wasn't as trusted as it is now. Yeah, because there was there was little to no actual protections built right. into eBay at the time because it was just 
basically it was just it was just a fancier version of Facebook Marketplace. Right. So now you have at that point Troll and Toad, maybe eBay, and then around comes ARG. ARG had a huge hand in Yu-Gi-Oh singles and sealed product. I know the first booster box I ever ordered, I ordered from ARG. So when you're going from Yu-Gi-Oh singles to Troll and Toad to ARG. ARG was big for a long time. And then really TCG Player kind of came in and took over the industry a few years ago. By just having good practices. Right. And, well, ARG also, it's a successful retail location now that does both cards and is an ice cream parlor, I think. (laughs) That's a weird combo. Yeah. So they have a successful retail location, but the other thing about ARG is that it's very, they all, I think they got warnings from Konami for their ARG circuit series. Maybe. So maybe something like I that. I think they had to back off of Yu-Gi-Oh a lot, but ARG has com- completely fallen out of Yu-Gi-Oh essentially. Which I, I, kinda, I really miss their, uh, their, uh, blog. Yeah. Their blogs. Dude. The old, those blogs are all still there. Mm -hmm. And the old ARG blogs from like 2010 to 2015 are some of the best resources for old Yu-Gi-Oh knowledge because you had some of the best players in the game. Think about the hive mind that was Team ARG circa 2010-2011. You have Joe Giorlando, Patrick Hoban, Billy Brake, Frazier Smith, Tyree Tinsley, I think. I mean, such a masterclass of the best at the time. Because really, when you think about it, there was maybe 80 players. And this is something that MBT says a lot. So like credit to him for saying this. But at the time, you maybe had 80 players who were the they basically were the entire hive mind behind Yu-Gi-Oh for a long time. They kind of went through and they made all of the major innovations. They did everything with deck lists. Anything cool that you saw, a lot of times it was within those 70 or 80 players. And now the torch has passed on to a new generation. And with the current state of internet access and access to information that we have, which is kind of an unheralded and not necessarily unheralded so much as under, it's not really appreciated enough how much information we have at our fingertips to the point where I really think that the Yu-Gi-Oh player base is better now than it ever has been, right? We have more skillful and knowledgeable players now than we ever have. Oh yeah, but not only that, there, there's also a much freer exchange of knowledge and right. exchange of ideas, not even exchange of knowledge, more of an exchange of ideas. Right. Um, because you know, literally anyone with any idea can just go post it somewhere and it kind of spreads around. And that's where you get s- silly things like Silent Graveyard being run. Hey, hey, hey. Don't go running around spewing about my tech option, okay? I legitimately forgot you were teching that. Sure, you just looked through my my side deck. I saw you. <laughs> I saw you thumbing through my side deck just now. To be fair, 
I wasn't really looking. I was just kind of thumbing through it. Sure, to, to sure. Have, giving away the goo. To, you know, have some in my hands to mess with. Yeah, I'm taking Silent Graveyard for Tier Limit. What of it? Yeah, but then, you know, then there's also um, Silent... No, not Silent. It wasn't Silent Guard. It was Offerings to the Doom being run in, like, Striker builds. Right, and people knew... People knew that that card was being run and why it was being run and understood its application within, like, an hour. After the Uh, tournament was over. Right. Again, due to... The exchange of ideas on a global scale. Not necessarily global. Yeah, global, yeah. I only The only reason why I don't say global is because of the OCG. I mean, so, we still get, we still get so, deck lists and ideas from yeah, the OCG. Yeah. So, exchange of ideas globally with an asterisk of almost exclusively the TCG side. Almost, because you Mostly. are correct. We also get... Deck list. That's how people kind of figure out combos is by watching OCG builds and see them working to see how the combos work, that kind of thing. Yeah, a lot of times we get the first iteration of basically any deck from the OCG. If you look at the sprite deck, all the first iterations of the sprite decks all came from the OCG. That's why mm-hmm. the Diva Hero was build was so pot the Diva Hero. The Deep Sea Diva build was so popular <laughs> at first, even though it's probably not the best version of the deck. Well, yeah. you know, there's like there's like four good versions of Sprite, but still. And yeah, and that's not even including just pure sprite, which is pretty solid by itself. Well, I say pretty solid. There, there's, there is no real pure sprite because they're always at least playing like a four to five car frog engine. Yeah, or this other, but they're always running another engine. But like, even if you were to run it pure for some reason, it's fine. Yeah, I think that we have gotten way off topic, but we have. <laughs> The point is, we haven't ever seen something like this in the card selling and buying industry. The nearest thing that we've seen to this was when Upper Deck was no was no longer allowed to uh, produce Yu-Gi-Oh cards and um, distribute, yeah, and distribute like that. and run the tournaments. Right, that's that, the nearest thing to this we've ever seen. Honestly, yeah, it's not even it's not even anywhere in the same ballpark of what's going on. Right, but. At the same time, it's it's hard to it's hard to overstate how important and majorly this is going to shift what will essentially be outside of Facebook. This will basically be a full-on monopoly within the trading card game sales sphere online. Outside of exactly Facebook, mm-hmm. there's not really a place where you can go to buy sell and to buy and sell trading cards anymore or at least magic well, pokemon Yu-Gi-Oh, etc except for facebook i mean except for ebay and tcg player and amazon you can get them on amazon but if you're talking purchasing it from yes technically troll and toad and amazon are both yeah, still but viable sellers and that's a big but tcg player was just the goat yeah and there's a chance that they're right yeah, no, there is changes. no major changes. And if there's not, that's awesome. And if there are changes and they're nothing but good, that's even better. Mm-hmm. Like, who knows? Maybe maybe eBay will actually get TCG Player's uh, app to work properly. <laughs> that's that's low. That's low. Um, I mean, even, you're right, but it's low. Or even better yet, make it so that way, whenever you're searching a card in uh, TCG Player's website and you put in a hyphen, that it doesn't just mess everything up. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, dude. Dude, you're just... You can't say all of this at once. TCG players not gonna like that. We have an affiliate <laughs> link with them. Come on now. Uh, but but in all seriousness, though, even like even with those like even with those two negatives, TCG players still right right now one of the best places to purchase. Like no joke. Oh, for sure. So yeah. Uh, so moving right along, um, we do have uh, a couple of new cards actually. Yeah, we do have a couple of cards that we're, we're going to talk about here. Yep. Well, like one new card is more information on the Trap Tricks trap, tra- trap Structure Deck. What do we have? Okay. So we actually have the full, like, product detail. Okay. Uh, let's see. The pre-structured Trap Tricks deck, stru- uh, deck, Structure Deck, Force of the Trap Tricks, goes on sale December 3rd. Comes with a power pack. All five different cards included can potentially be secrets, although only one per pack. And then just that's a pre-constructed deck. One deck power up includes an ultra rare and four supers. All five cards can be secret, and especially dual field in the playing guide. Nothing like new, but it's like the specific details on what's going to be included in the packaging, just not right. individual cards yet. Which is the big thing I, I'm I'm looking for. That I'm looking forward to. I mean, right, right, yeah. It'll be good. Yep. Uh, I mean, like a not. I mean, like a nice trap tricks for Flacia, Maybe a grave digger trap hole reprint would be cool. Uh, yeah. I mean, that would be welcome. Along some other interesting trap holes. Maybe, who knows? Maybe even like a new trap hole that's actually good. Besides grave digger, that would be very nice. Uh, moving right along, we have the next V jump promo. What do we got? Okay, it is called. Kitty Tail, Mystical Beast of the Forest. Earth Beast, level 2, 200 attack and defense. Its effect is currently a secret. The taglines mention that it is a level 2 beast monster that has two effects that support Beast, Beast Warrior, Winged Beast, Insect, and Plants. So not just your standard uh, Tri-Type, but also Insect and Plant-Type monsters on top of that. And yes, from the name and the art is related to the other Mystical Beast of the Forest monsters, like Kalantosa, Uniflora, or Valorfawn. Yes. Or Valerophon. Carpiponica and Alpa Caribou. Anytime I hear Caribou now, I think about the One Piece character. Yeah. Uh, So, yes, that's going to be really interesting, um, particularly because all the other ones were very specifically beast support. This one is beast, beast warrior, winged beast, insect, and plant. Right. Which, depending upon what that effect can effect is this is pot this could very possibly be a bridge in between like sprite into maybe a Rika, like a sprite rika build or because it's level two tri brigade sprite beast yes another beast another beast uh pro- proper beast target for that as well because it's level two um, oh goodness yes let's do it so theoretically you can normal summon rescue cat tribute it for kit and this guy Yes, and then depending upon what it, what its effect is, it might like go and fetch. It might like on summon go and fetch a beast, beast warrior, winged beast, planner, uh, insect. D- d- rescue cat negates the effects. Never mind. Now it does anyway. Yeah. Uh. So then, I mean, that would immediately give you a nice uh, go right into giant right there mm-hmm. uh, as summon four, activate effect. Oh yes. Protects you from Nibiru. Um. But yeah, detach kit, and then kit's effect would go off. Yes, please. 
which I think you can already do that because isn't Karis level two as well? So Karis is level two. What would you do is you would go normal summon rescue cat, summon kit, summon Karis, make gigantic, gigantic. Well, really, probably link off into Farajit. Mm -hmm. uh, kit send Nerval, Nerval search Fractal. Actually, probably Nerval search Karis. And then uh, Farajit summon Karis. Karis effect to make uh, Karis at that point would have, oh gosh, at least three materials in grave yeah, to you, summon something. But you don't want to activate that yet. Well, you do. You activate Karis and summon a three. But then you can't make elf. Well, you use Karis and uh, you use Karis and Farajit to make Gigantic. Because you can use a Link 2 for Gigantic. Oh, that's true. Ooh. And then Gigantic's 3200 attack. And then Gigantic effect summon Blue Blue search jet, summon jet, yeah, and then yeah. you can make. Then, then that's make how elf. you make. And, and then, then you, if you have the three, it's probably Crossvalger, and Crossvalger is a uh, he's a DD Crow. Actually, he's better. He shuffles it well, back into the deck. You wouldn't be able to make Crossvalger there. Why? Because he's rank three. Off the Karis effect earlier. Oh, that's true. Because you're not link. Well, no, I, I think it says you can't special summon. Period. You're not locked yet. Yeah, because it's as soon as you activate the giant, you get locked. But the issue you do it with when you have Farajit and Karis on board. You you haven't made giant yet. But then you can't make elf. Why? Because the tri brigades don't they? Whenever you activate their effects to banish a special summon, lock you from then on only using beast, beast warrior, and wing of beast as link materials. Yes. At that point, I don't think you can make elf unless elf is is more generic. two level twos. Okay, else more generic than Actually, I was expecting. Actually, a monster and a level two. Level or rank two, or link okay, two. Okay, okay, okay. So, okay, okay. So, elf is just more of a generic than I was expecting it. Yeah. Yeah, I've got, I think I got got with that before. Elf is way more generic than you would expect. Yeah, okay, all right, yeah. So, then you summon Horace Follower and then use uh, Karis and Fractal to make elf. Wait, how'd you get a Fractal? Not Fractal. Uh, you... you Use whatever other beast, beast, or wingy beast you have on field to with Karis to make the elf. Well, you have to make you have to make gigantic. Yeah, and then gigantic. Use Farajit and Karis to make gigantic. After making Crosswalker. Yes, and then gigantic. That's when you get into your combo. Keep in mind, all you've used so far for all of this is one rescue cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> Keep in mind, you have a lot more going on. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of moving parts that I don't fully understand because I don't have the cards right here in front of me. The deck is really cool. Yeah, and I, I work best if I have the cards in front of me so I can like pick up, read them, kind of. Right, right. The deck is really cool, though. Anyway, but yeah, well, like depending upon what this kitty tail does, um, you know, we're probably we're possibly seeing a uh, one of with three rescue cats and like every single beast deck from now on. Um, Potentially. Particularly if its effect activates when it gets into the graveyard. Right. That would be very nice. Yeah, because then even because then because uh, I think either Kalantosa or Valerifon do does something like that. Valer Kalantosa, its effect activates on summon, so it doesn't work with Rescue Cat. Okay, so, so it's Valerifon. I have no idea. I don't fully remember. It's been forever since I've read those cards. 
Yeah. Like, I haven't, I haven't read those cards in, like, two years, a year, something like that. Yeah, same. All right. Next, we have Arabesque of the Mikan, Mikanko? Mikanko? Yeah, Mikanko, yeah. All right. Equip spell card. You can only use the second effect of this card's name once per turn. One, the equip monster cannot be destroyed by card effects. Two, during your main phase, you can special summon one Mikanko monster from your hand or deck with a different original name than the equipped monster. And if you do, equip this card to it, then return the monster as equipped to the hand. Interesting. Talk, I think where we talked about this. No, we didn't talk about this card, but I think we talked about the Makanko archetype. Yeah, like the rest of the archetype. Uh, I think what it was, they gave us the archetype, gave us a card, and then gave us like gave us another uh, equip spell, and they gave us that equip spell. Back to back. Potentially, we don't have much information on the Makankos yet, though. Yeah, I mean we have, I mean we have the basis of the archetype, so we can kind of already give a guesstimation whether the archetype is going to be good. It's going to be interesting. I don't think it's gonna be good though because they because they kind of rely on a ritual monster, right? Okay. Yeah, uh, no, that sounds right. Yeah. Now, granted, they can play without it. They can easily play with uh, their two main deck monsters because one searches the other one, but then also the equips. And then some of the equips you equip your opponent's monster and get effects off. Even even if you don't have one of them, it's 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 pretty cool. Right. It's a really interesting take on an equip based ritual deck. It really is. Okay. So, we... Uh, let's do an ad read real quick. So, yeah. let's just talk real quick about ETB. ETB Games is our locals in Alexandria, Louisiana. If you are interested, check them out. Their link is in the description down below. But, long story short, ETB is your one-stop shop for all of your card game needs. They have all of your singles and sealed product for the games you love like magic the gathering Yu-Gi-Oh, pokemon digimon etc and they also have all of your binders deck boxes sleeves playmats and more they also have everything that you need for all of your tabletop games that you play be sure to check out etb games like i said there's a link in the description down below as a matter of fact i actually picked up the lulufmon digimon card i use for my field center from there Oh, nice. I picked up a lot of my my Pokemon cards that I use as my tokens for the Sword Souls. From there, yeah. Yeah, and I so I got like the, the Golden Mew from the Celebration set. Yeah. I got that from there. I think I got my Dark Blastoise and maybe my Vaporeon there. Because mm -hmm. I like to use water types for my Sword yeah, Soul tokens because they're all water. I think you also picked up the Gyarados from there too. Yeah, the Dark Gyarados, yeah. Yeah. I don't think I got the Blastoise there, but I think I got the Dark Gyarados. I don't know. I think I pulled it all there, if I'm being honest with you. Did, you. Yeah, because you bought one of the... I bought, I bought. I think I bought three Celebrations ETBs and opened them and pulled the nuts and then proceeded to hold all the cards. And now the, cel the, the ETB is worth like three times as much as what I paid for it. Yep. So... I took an L there. <laughs> That's what I get for opening sealed product because it never goes down. I mean, except hey, for Blazing Vortex, that one stayed down. Yeah, but but I mean, hey, you also have some, you also have some of the uh, some of the coolest uh, tokens that you you've probably ever used in your opinion. That's fair. I mean, I could use cool OTS tokens. I could I could use the slime token. Who doesn't want that? Yeah, you could use uh, any number of cool things. Yeah, you could use gecko tokens. Those are boring. Anyway, all right. So why don't we talk a little bit about the European Championship from this past weekend? So this is the European 
World Championship qualifier. I don't, but let's do it anyway. Why don't you give me some of your initial thoughts? I don't know how much you know about this weekend and kind of what happened. Listen, listen. The only thing that I care about is the fact that Mystic Mine, a Mystic Mine Turbo deck got into top four. I hate it's it. It's a problem. I hate it and I love it. I love it because that means that Konami Top is- four? What do you mean? One won the tournament. Yeah. And another um, one got top four. Yeah. So that which means that Konami is probably going to address Mystic Mind finally. Hopefully. This will get it into Konami's head that hey, this this card's a problem. Uh we one will we we will we hope. Yeah. I'm hoping that they hit it and not like, okay, cool, we're just gonna ban terraforming, we're gonna ban Demise the Lamb, we're gonna ban Metaverse, ban everything around it but the card. Right. Let's hope they don't do that. That would be awful. Okay. So Let's talk kind of about the final standings. So, of course, we want to give a huge shout out to Marcus Patel. Marcus Patel played Rika and won the entire event. Woo! Yeah, you heard that right. Rika. He won the event with Rika. It was Rika with Mystic Mind, though, wasn't it? Okay, so yes, and it was also playing Rivalry of Warlords in the main deck. Jesus! And it was also on uh, the Gina Sunseed Loki. So it oh. was Rika with the Sun Avalon card. So it was like Sun Avalon Rika. Interesting, actually. Right. So kind of a Rika I, plant link. So kind of a Rika plant link. Right. That was the concept. Yeah. Which is really cool, in my opinion. Yeah, it was crazy. And then I would just be. <laughs> yeah. I would just be watching his matches and I would look away from my computer, like in the finals is a great example. He 2-0'd his opponent in the finals in like, I don't know, 15 minutes. Jesus. Yeah. And it's crazy. I looked up from my computer and I, when I looked away, he had like one monster on board. And I look back and his opponent's just staring at him and he's got like eight monsters. That's right. In his six monster zones, he had eight monsters. How? Because he's better than you. That's how. But not really how. <clears throat> it was like four. I don't know. Oh, okay. He, he had a crap ton of monsters. The point is chilling. he's better than you. Yeah. <clears throat> so it, it's of crazy, a... though, how explosive the deck is. It, it's actually insane. Wait, better than me is a really low bar. That's true. He's a lot better than you. <laughs> That's still too low of a bar, my man. <laughs> well, in the finals, he played against Zio Mundry, who is on tier lament specifically he was on danger tier lament Ooh, yeah so the danger version of the deck is is essentially you're playing like danger mothman and stuff like that and the the danger engine essentially allows you to i mean it puts all your it puts if they hit you're the wrong card in your hand it gets all your dead tier limits out of your hand, and that's true. And it puts them in grave to where you can activate their effects. That's true. That and that's best case. Worst case scenario, your opponent ends up discarding the danger, and you get another effect anyway. Right. And you just kind of go, sh you just kind of shrug at it. Yeah, it's a really interesting. It's a really interesting concept. So, um, but it's very good though because it's well represented in the top sixteen. So. 
next we have your top four was there was two different top fours obviously uh one was lars who was playing altergeist which is just (sighs) mystic mind turbo yeah, he was playing like three Demise of the Land, three Mystic Mind. He was Metaverse. playing Metaverse. He was playing, I mean, everything. He was the, playing everything. I think the only thing he wasn't playing was Set Rotation. You know, I didn't look at the deck of profile, but there's an outside chance. Because that dude was playing no, 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 I, all I, of them. I looked at it. I didn't see Set Rotation. Um, was he playing uh, Secret Village of Spellcasters? No. Really? I, I didn't see one. He probably was, but I also did not see Set Rotation. Right. Because... You know, because then you'd probably want to give your opponent something more like a pseudo space. Right. As opposed to a card they might actually be able to use, like Secret Village Spellcasters or their own Mystic Mind. Right. So, next we have also in top four was a sprite deck. This sprite would. So, <laughs> we've already talked about frog engines and diva engines. Some people are playing adventure, some people are playing an engine that's best described as Beckoning Beast Turbo. I've seen that. So it's Dark Beckoning Beast, Deep Sea Diva, and Adventure are the three popular engines. There are also some people playing like Nimble Beaver and stuff. Nimble uh, Nimble Angler. Angler, yes. Beavers and Anglers. Uh, but this one was playing the Evil Twin engine. Which was another one I have seen people talk about. Right. So, the, but the Evil Twins engine is kind of cool because of just the interactions that it has on your opponent's turn. Yeah, plus, yeah, plus you can go into uh, the big one, uh, Sunny. Trouble Sunny. Right. So... I keep wanting to call it a Sunny Snitch. I'm like, no, that's like the... A totally different card, yeah. Yeah, that, that it does feature Trouble Sunny on it. It's, it's crazy. It's not what we're talking about. I don't think it does, actually, because I think Sunny Snitch came out way earlier. It did, but it was like the first encounterance of Trouble Sunny herself. Their selves? Themselves? Because it's two. Hmm. Plural? Eh, whatever. Would it be singular or plural? I don't know. Okay, okay. Singularal? Because we don't know if that's their name. If, if that's just like their group name. Because it's two people on the card. We don't know if that's just the group name is Trouble Sunny. Or if it's like one's name is Sunny, the other one's name is Trouble. It's then group name. It's still kind of a group name. Trouble is the worst villain from all of One Piece. Change my view. So, I will say that that's not, this this discussion on Trouble Sunny though is not important. Yeah, no, no, it kind of is. So here's my thing: it is singular if there's only one copy of the card. That's fair. Other than that, it's it's then it's themselves or that. Otherwise, it's themselves. I, if, there, if there's multiple copies of the card, it's themselves. That's fair. It, that is fair. <laughs> Let's just go with that. I guess. <laughs> oh my god. This is why I don't like cards with two people on them, where they don't make it blatantly clear. Uh, if the name What's is what? talking, yeah, if their yeah. name's talking about the, them as a group or individuals. All right. Uh, next, we have three top eights. So we only we don't have every top eight deck list. We're missing one, but we have Frederico, who is on Sprite, uh, cool. J- Joshua Smith, who, who 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 was on was on Sprite, uh, Ryan Jabri, who was on uh, Sprite. Uh, so yeah, Sprite's pretty popular, and this was specifically Sprite with an adventure package. Oh boy. 
Uh, let's talk about some top 16s. We have a few of the top 16. Again, not all of it. Uh, by the way, a huge, 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 huge shout out to Sebto for putting this list together, doing all the oh footwork, God, putting yes. the graphs together, everything. Oh my God, Sebto, you're amazing. Um, also, I think it's uh, twitch.tv slash Sebto360, I think is the Twitch. I don't know. Yeah. Sebto's on Twitch, though. Please be sure to check him out. He's awesome. Yeah, super cool dude. Uh, next, we have uh, Alex Robertson on Rika. This is, like I said, top 16. Uh, and then we have a couple more sprites, a couple more tier elements. And yeah, that's the last top 16. So we have two more sprites, two more tier elements, and a Rika. Both of the tier elements were on the danger package. So, so far, all the tier elements we've seen are on danger. Then we have... Uh, huh, maybe that's just the best version of the deck based on these, based on these results anyway. Maybe. We have four more lists for top 32. So we're missing a bunch of top 32. They're all Sprite and three of them are Adventure. Uh, then we're going to some top 64 stuff. We have one Fluanderese. Ugh. Honestly, I'd rather play against Sprite. Same. Uh, and then we have three more Sprite, one of which is Adventure, th four Tier Lament, three of which are Danger Tier Lament. And then we get into the top 128, which is two Fluanderese, one Mathmech, one Rika, four Sprite, one of which is Adventure, and one, two, three, four, seven Tier Lament, five of which are Dangers, and one is Punk. Hmm. And then we got some regional results from around the country. So we have one Mathmech from El Salvador regional that got first place. We don't know who the duelist is because it literally says IDK sorry in the box for the name. <laughs> uh, it, it, <clears throat> there's no telling with that. Yeah. Uh, then we have Miss Elise Davis, who was playing Tier Lament Branded, who got first place at the Minneapolis Regional. We have a couple of top fours, which are Sprite Adventure and Sword Soul. Let's go. Woo! Um, then we have a couple of top fours from the Louisville Regional, uh, which that is... Uh, one sprite and one tier lament who was uh, their side engine was just labeled as quote unquote spicy whatever that means right <laughs> comes to a few top eights from the minneapolis regional and a remote regional so we have one drytron one sprite uh top eight from the remote was tier limit branded and we got a top four from the richmond virginia regional which was sprite adventure so if you missed all of that that we said, we had probably about nine events this weekend, including a couple of remote dual regionals, the European World Championship Qualifier, and regular regionals all over the world, Mexico, El Salvador, Paraguay, and then like four in the US, four or five. So of all of those regionals and everything else, I think it's pretty clear and obvious what the numbers say, right? Sprite and Tierlumen are really good. I mean, the bare, I mean, at bare minimum, they have the representation. Right, so Sprite currently represents, at least in what from the data that we have so far, Sprite represents 43.6% of the meta, and tier limit represents 35.9% of the meta. With the rest of the meta combined, taking up roughly about you know, 22%, 21%. Well, 
One thing I found interesting is how like the nearly fifty percent sprite uh, representation in top in top. That was just from the European Championship. Yeah, uh, from top sixteen didn't translate well into top eight. As far as the what? As far as like the uh, European Championship. But what what deck did you say? Sprite. Oh, you mean the top eight didn't translate well into top four? Yeah, well, I mean, even top 16 and top 8 didn't translate the best. and then Well, top 8 was... At least four of them were Sprite. Yeah, yeah. And then none of them made it into top? One, one made yeah, it into one top, made four. It in top 4. Top Which 4 is very diverse. Rika, Tier Limit, Altergeist, and Sprite. By the way... But top 8 wasn't, which is fascinating to me. Right, top 8 wasn't diverse at all. Top 8 was 50% Sprite. Yeah. So, we have uh, from the... We, we have a couple of interesting tidbits of information. So for the first time since 2014, you have four different decks in top four of the EU WCQ. That's the first time, like I said, since 2014. Ooh, that is interesting. It's crazy how diverse this format actually is for what people claimed it was going to be. I'm sorry. Uh, it's youtube.com slash the sebto360 there we go so there there will be a link in the description down below because you should absolutely check out sebto so but the yeah i think that everyone is just expecting this to be sprite and tier limit and i guess 80 percent of the way through it is but it's just really interesting to me to see exactly how diverse this meta can be if it wants to be you know oh yeah no well i mean because like we had a regional not too long ago where morenses got where morenses wanted out really yeah yeah it was how long ago was that it sounds like it was a before pote huh no post no post pote so this is in the last week or so like two weeks two weeks ago yeah that's about right two weeks ago would have been post power of the elements yeah um, yeah, like, like, and like, yeah, I've actually, I actually looked at his build. His build's really cool. Right. Um, well, I think there's interesting things that something like a deck like Marincess can do to truly combat directly into the meta. So they can run Dweller. Uh, you can also run, um, Rivalry of Warlords. Yeah. But no, here's the thing about Dweller though, is because they can make Dweller, everything's water. So, right, right. Not only does Dweller buff himself to 2200, which is big enough to be a problem, just big enough to be a problem. Keep that in mind. Right. Because that means bare minimum you can, uh, during your turn, if your opponent is, has a window, like like makes a window and leaves it, you can detach attach for its effect and then just crash. Yes. Which is, if you didn't detach for its effect during your opponent's turn. Doesn't matter. Um, but not only that, he's also buffing all your other Marincess monsters because they're all water as well. Making uh, three equipped Argonaut go from 43 to 48. Right. <laughs> 500 may not sound like a lot, but it gets rough. Yeah. So, I want to talk for a moment about how we feel about this meta and what we think needs to happen if we're going to fix it. So, we, we only have a couple of minutes and then we need to do mailbag. But overall, and I gotta say, this is not something I was expecting to say two or three weeks into the Pope meta. This meta is kind of sick to me. Um, 
I'm gonna wait for at least one more major tournament before I make my you know make my final decision on that. But so far, this bet isn't as bad as I thought it was going to be because you know because there was a short time there I was thinking I was literally just gonna have to not play Yu-Gi-Oh for a while because I just can't afford to build Sprite or Tier Lament. And those fears turned out to be demonstrably wrong. unfounded. Not unfounded, just straight up wrong. Yeah, that's... Yeah, sure, yeah. yeah. No, no, because, like, unfounded mean, to me, kind of gives this, there is, a, well, it was a thought you had, so it, it makes sense. It's not a thought I should ever have had to begin with. It was just straight up wrong. Yeah, I think that there's a lot of other decks that can be competitive that people weren't really expecting. I think that... Like Math Mech out of nowhere. Right. Uh, now, the decks to be competitive, which is hilarious, but decks like Swordsoul, which are... It's a good deck. It's got a high power ceiling. It's I'm actually, playing it now. I actually think it's a... Actually, I think it's a very fair fair deck. Surprisingly so. Oh, no, so. it's broken. It's not even that it's fair. It's not fair at all. It's just broken. The issue is... You have to play a bunch of war crime cards, like yeah. rivalry in the main deck, yeah. and a lot of them are playing like Mystic Mine. It's like ah, oh, so much. Right. So, like my biggest issue with Mystic Mine entirely comes to the fact that it, if you don't want to lose to it in game one, you have to make bad deck building choices. Yeah. Yes, that is a huge problem. Okay, so let's talk for a minute about our issues. Obviously, Mystic Mind, we're talking about it now. It's the number one issue that we have with the current format, oh, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Again, well, yeah. Well, like, if it didn't require you to make bad de deck building decisions just to, just so you don't automatically lose game one, if it didn't do that, I'd be like, it's whatever. It's like goes in a rivalry. It is what it is. Right. But no, if you don't have an out to Mystic Mind, you lose. Period. To be fair, if I don't have an out to Tikaboo, I also lose. A lot of people, if they don't have an out to Tikaboo. The thing about Tikaboo is that you can still kind of play... I can't. I can. I can't. Not well, but I can do it. I cannot do it. Not even poorly. Yeah. I literally do not have a way to play Yu-Gi-Oh! If I... If somebody flips Tikaboo on me. Rough. I, I better hope that my 1800 Mo Yi is big enough to beat over whatever I need to beat over. To be fair, most of the decks that, are, that, that actually can function under Tikaboo don't care they just drop the big golden lord and go tee well i mean tier limit can function under tikaboo to a certain extent to a certain extent not uh despia can do it pretty much entirely not quite uh if their albaz is on field they can't uh fuse into any of their alba into the, any of their dragon fusions they can only go into mirror jade still okay so overall uh, off the top of your head, you need to fix the format, quote-unquote. Uh, make three or four banlist changes really quick off the top of your head. Okay, ban Mystic Mind. Sure. Ban Artifact Scythe. Ban Scythe. Limit Toad, maybe. That's a big maybe. Most decks are only playing one anyway. It's kind of useless. If that's why I said maybe. Let's be honest here. Hulk is a very cool card, but has it overstayed its welcome? Oh, easily, easily. So uh, I don't know that it has. I think it's a cool card, but everybody... I don't know. It's, it's probably bannable for sure, but like, it's a cool card. Like, every single time I see the Halk of Ibrax hit the board, I just go, ugh. Yeah, I Here don't know. Here we go. I think that, much in the same vein that Verte was a cool card for fusion decks, 
but at the end of the day, it was a little too broken in its splashability. Hilariously enough, because hilariously enough because of the broken fusions they made right. to try to make up for the fact that fusion that the mechanic into the fusions sucks. Right, like rituals. If if you have a competitive ritual archetype, it is inherently broken because to make rituals competitive, they have to make the cards broken because the mechanic is inherently bad. bad. Especially right. ritual, because because. Because like it's three cards for one essentially. Yeah, compared to no, it's four. Eh, it really well it depends. It depends on uh, what levels you're going for. Still, it, but it can be or what attacks in the case of dry try. Yeah, but it, it can easily be a four or five card negative just to put out one card. Right. Compared to fusions, which can which normally is three. Yes. Your spell card plus two monsters. So ban mine, ban scythe, and limit every floodgate in the game. Uh. I wouldn't say every single floodgate, because there are some floodgates that just aren't worth it. Like Abyss Dweller. I don't think... We're going to get to Abyss Dweller. Yeah, I don't think Abyss Dweller is worthy of a limit, or even a ban. Yeah. Alright, let's do some... Mailbag questions. Heck yeah! Woo! Alright, if you could, what card would you edit? Remove or add stipulations, etc. Okay. I have my answer. Okay. Uh, you give your answer... Madolce Queen Sierra Masu, make it generic. Bro. <laughs> I would just cause all floodgates that are actually floodgates to have in their text stating this is a floodgate card. Oh, yeah, I know where you're going with this. Because then the argument of whether or not a card is a floodgate is no longer a thing. True. It'll say right there on the card. It'll say right there on every card that's not Appaloosa. Because Appaloosa isn't a floodgate. All right, and that's where we're going to end the podcast. No. Uh, um, what do you think the game will be like in 10 years? I'm not going to let you continue your thought. That's the end of that thought. Uh, but, but, what do well, you think the game will be like in 10 years? Well, no, no, hold on. Let me finish my no, thought. What's the game like in 10 years? Wait, before we get into that, I have one more sentence to tech on to that. Oh, God. Because then you can add limitations on floodgates. Yes, you can run three Tikaboo if you want. You're not running sk- three Skull Drains. Right, right. You, you can have a grand total of three floodgates in your deck. Yeah. Any three. Doesn't matter what they are. You're you gonna have three. You're gonna have three copies of the same one. I would honestly say like five is probably the right number. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even a deck like Eldritch. Yeah, yeah, because that's what twenty percent of your deck. No, no. Well, I mean, the percentage of your deck it is varies depending on your deck size. That's fair. That is fair. Um, In a forty card deck, it would represent one eighth of your deck, or twelve and a half percent. You know what? Let's just ma- you know let's just make it that exactly one eighth of your deck is allowed to that be floodgates. Because then you have a th- so then if you go up and count, you can also add more floodgates. Yeah, but then the but issue then that would becomes... require a chart. Exactly. Sorry, I've been playing a lot of Pathfinder, which is charts within tables within more charts. <sighs> so my brain's all like, charts are fine. No, they're not. No. Uh, what do you think the game will be like in ten years? Uh, we're going to have a, a dark red extra deck mechanic. I don't know what it'll do or how it'll be or how it'll work, right, but we'll we have it. Yeah, we will have a red extra deck mechanic of some kind. Very pop. Probably not even an extra mechanic, probably just a red card of some kind. Who knows? They might not make an extra deck mechanic. They might make it a main deck mechanic that like, that kind of pulls a uh, familiar possessed kind of thing out of it. Right. Or a red eyes or a red eyes metal dragon. Where, like, whenever the conditions are met in your main deck, you can special summon a straight out of your main deck. Okay. 
So we're going to do a little bit of rapid fire. Uh, if you hear me answer it, we can just, we'll probably just move on to the next one, okay? <clears throat> With the results of the weekend's tournaments, is Sprite as good as we thought, or is it just an overall good deck? Overall good deck. <clears throat> okay, so people are not going to like this answer, but I agree it's an overall good deck, and here's why. Sprite is... Uh, a very good deck with very good representation as well as very good translation into top cut mm -hmm. but it's also the deck with the highest representation overall in the room probably yes so just, by a fairly wide margin yeah so like even if you remove skill and just the power of the deck odds are a bunch of that bunch of the decks going to get in top cut right what what rogue says rouge but what rogue yeah what rogue decks are are if any are worth playing in the meta Exorcistor, Exosistor, yes. uh, Mathmech, Rika, and Marincess. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how good is Teflon FTK? Uh, Telfon. Uh, it's an interesting thing that you can do within the tier limit engine. Yeah, until we get the Duke Devil and stuff, it's not going to be be able to really... It's not going to be near as consistent. Yeah, you, you really need the Duke Devil and stuff that lets you search out the Telefons. Yeah. Best advice you can give new players returning to the game. Just buy your staples. I know it sucks and they're expensive, and they're expensive but just you, now you don't necessarily have to go out and get like three ash. Yeah, you do. Just as well, soon as the as soon well, as the, I mean it's like three secret ash, three ult. You don't have to do just that. be smart with what you're buying. Yeah, I would start with three ash and then get like. The thing is, again, be smart because in a month and a half, ash is coming out in the mega tens. Correct. Don't get it right now. Yeah, give it a month. Look around, see. Hey, is this? Ask around. Ask. Join the Discord server. Hey, I I'm newer. I'm returning. You know, is this card that I want to get gonna get reprinted soon? Do we yeah. know? Uh, Imperm. It just got reprinted, so probably not for a while. Go ahead yeah. and just grab three supers. Yeah, but like, you know? yeah. Now, if you're like, I have like twenty bucks to pick up hand traps. The big, the three, the best hand traps you can pick up. Well, two of the best hand traps I know off the top of my head that you can pick up for dirt cheap. Are gammas, uh, Cyframe Gear Gamma. What are you talking about? Those are five dollars each. Last time I looked, they were like two bucks a pop. Their for the rares game. are five dollars each. Since when? For like months. For I, like six months. They looked like two days, like two or You three looked days at ago. the wrong one. They're like five to six dollars a piece for rares. No, I looked at Cyframe Gear Gamma because I was looking at how much to upgrade my rares would be. The hollows. A lot. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, those are expensive. Oh, I'm pulling. You can get Dark Ruler No Mores for very cheap. Yeah, um, you can get artifact lancias for very cheap. You can get a dinosaur panker tops for very cheap. Effect Veiler. You can get Effect Veiler fairly cheap. Droll and Lockbird is dirt cheap now because of the rare printing. Skullmeisters are very good, very, very, very cheap card. Mm, very cheap. Um, Go, uh, I think Ghost Bells are kind of cheap. Ghost Bells are like, you know, for like four bucks, three or four bucks. Uh, gammas are like, I, I'm telling you, they're like five, six bucks. Ah, I see. It was a damaged copy that I was looking at. Ah, okay. And it messed with all the metrics. Gotcha. Yeah. Got it. Um, let's see. There, there's else? a lot of good cards, uh, but I would also recommend, unless you are going to try to make money back, uh, I would just kind of not invest in a super hardcore meta strategy right away. Yeah. I would pick a strategy that is sound and not getting hit on the ban list anytime soon. Unfortunately, DD Crow, which is another major hand Are like $7 a piece. Nine. For the lowest, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, DD Crows are insane right now. That's for the OT OTS pack 
to OTS pack tournament tournament pack three. Ugh, common. Right. Anyway, they're, they're, just be frugal with how you spend your money and spend smart. Unless you just want to spend a lot of money, in which case, max rarity things like ultimate rares of yeah. staples um, don't ever lose their value. Yeah, but yeah, but your best bet is to find a community and then talk to them. Oh, God, yes. And they can help you out. What is the best way to advance in-game? So it says in-game, but I think it means in the game. I would say, like what Caleb just said, find a community and talk it out although honestly you are the circle that you surround yourself with and the best thing that you can do is surround yourself with people that all want to get better and your testing circle is everything well this is also going to play directly into the same question i just read the next question and it's like Mm -hmm. so uh, how do you play test and what are you thinking about when you are playing to specifically test against the current meta so but continue what you're saying well, okay so i was gonna say as far as the actual uh play testing and getting better you're gonna lose a lot be prepared for that also play testing is not about winning or losing it's about learning oh okay interactions yeah oh okay cool i just noticed that this card when interacting with that specific deck a great example is marenses with uh, a new uh, with a new rank four co- link for link four coming out soon called Zalantis. So what Zalantis does is that whenever you summon him, you can he banishes everything on the field and then immediately brings it back out, right? Sure. The thing is, you're special summoning them. My Marincess is waterlock me, meaning if I waterlock myself to make Zalantis and then use his effect to banish everything, I get back all my water monsters. He's also water monster. My opponent doesn't get back anything that isn't water. Right. That's just a weird, funny. Interaction. interaction yeah now that's if it works the exact same way as uh it's been translated to be ordered if it's worded the exact same way that's how it's gonna be ridiculous yeah and there's also when i play test i play test looking for like i said interactions i try to understand some new funky lines that oh well i not, got not even things about my deck i'm not worried about my deck i'm worried about my opponent's decks that yeah well i mean that, i mean i was just focusing on your deck in particular as far as learning it but with other decks though you got to find the people who actually have the meta decks or play on dueling book which is yeah rough but the best the best way to really play test in my opinion is things like locals mm-hmm. those are amazing just methods of play test um what is caleb playing i'm still i'm still on marincess yep how good is Madolce? It can shuffle cards from grave and run D shifter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, not only that, it also like it also gets to run one of the best rank fours in the game, arguably. Right. And that it non-targeting shuffles my opponent's monsters back in the deck. Uh, did you get your sprites yet? No. <laughs> Who wants to sell me a sprite core at a good price? Please hit me up. I I need one. Uh, are you gonna win in time summoning red resonator off gigantic sprite? Absolutely. Yeah. Is going second the best thing you can be doing in the current format? Not in my opinion. It really depends on your deck. You're right. Uh, what was your childhood irrational fear? I was terrified of dogs growing up for some reason. Actually, uh, I, I know the reason, but yeah, I was terrified of dogs. Hitting the ground. That's fair. Not heights. Or falling. Not, not heights or falling. The end. The hitting the ground. Is there an embarrassing moment you'd be willing to share with all of us for a Caleb slash Sunny story time? Uh... Hit me up next episode. Next episode, I'll do it because we're 
out of time. We're over yeah. on time. Uh, what made you come off Sword Soul for sprites? Nothing yet. I got to get the sprites first. <laughs> and then it'll be Sprite Tri Brigade because Tri Brigade's cool. Do you believe there will be a ban list soon? Yes. Potentially the day that this episode goes live. Yeah. Um. Uh. I think Cali Effect had a prediction of this Friday, actually. Yeah. What rogue archetype is the closest to breaking through if given another piece of support, such as, you no, know, like Mathmex Circular for Mathmex? I don't know. The, the issue is, like, the, the all the ones that immediately come to my mind all literally just got support. Right. All right. So. Hear me out. Let me catch some Gear Gear support. Listen, all I'm telling you is... <laughs> Gear Geek Accelerator is not once per turn. That car's broken. Listen, listen. Oh, he said a Fluffle Link 1. That would be broken. Yeah, listen, listen. Ooh, you know deck is really like one Link 1 away from being literally the best deck <laughs> in the game? Prank Kids. Dude, if Prank Kids had a Link 1, that deck would be crazy. <laughs> listen, listen. All, all Gear Gear really needs is a way to abuse Gear Gear Armor and his flip effect. Honestly. Can you imagine an imaginary menagerie manager imagining managing an imaginary menagerie? Yeah. Yes. If a card like Abyss Dweller moves in and out of the meta depending on the best strategies, is it ban worthy? No. Not really. Do you think Konami will ever need to mass ban or limit an archetype like they did to the Dragon Rollers? It's already happened. Pepe. Yeah. And yeah. Zodiac. Yeah, yeah. It's already happened like twice before, twice before after Dragon Rollers. And it's not the last time it's going to happen. It's going to happen again. Right. We'll see what happens. So, okay. With all that said, we ran over, but it's okay because... We were answering y'all's questions. Right. We actually <laughs> we actually kept a good pace and flow today. That's wonderful. Woo! Yeah. So, kudos to us for actually keeping our content thoughts together. So, I'm proud of us, Caleb. With minimal pauses. It's not even the pauses, my man. It's that I stayed awake for the entire episode. That's fair. And if I can do it, I know that our guests can do it too because they're great, wonderful people. So a huge thank you again to all of our wonderful patrons, to Team Dark Arm Dealings. A huge thank you to the sponsors, ETB Games. Be sure to check out our Dragon Shield and uh, TCG Player affiliate links. Be sure to check out Millennium Threads. Just check it. Check everybody out. Just click on every link in the description. Check out the Sebto 360. He's amazing. He compiles the best format content that there is. Ah, go click on everybody. So, thank you all so much for listening to today's episode of the Top Cut Podcast. If you're on YouTube, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Let us know. Send us your mailbag questions. Let us know what you think about the current format. And if you're on Spotify or Apple iTunes, be sure to leave us a rating and a review if you enjoyed today's content. With all that said, thank you all so much for listening, and we will see you on Friday unless I get another COVID booster shot and get sick again like I did last week. I'm sorry that we missed last episode. Take care, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. 
quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. <laughs> 